Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes, because we love this sport. I'm Jason Grubb, here with Rick Stevenson and our special guest today, Cheryl Brost. Welcome, guys. Well, Cheryl is accomplished, to say the least. Uh, she is an 11-time qualifier, uh, nine times, actually, games athlete. Uh, she was participated as an individual athlete in 2010, 2011, and 2012. She finished as high as seventh in 2011. Uh, she has also qualified as a master's athlete almost every year since 2013, missing the games only three years uh, due to uh, some injuries. So she is as consistent as they come in our sport. Um, she's competed in three different uh, master's divisions, women's 40 to 44, 45 to 49, and most recently 50 to 54 divisions. She is a two-time master's champion, and she has had five placements inside the top five. Uh, as I said, accomplished to say the least, is consistent and a strong competitor, but probably just as well known for her Instagram posts as they are literally from paradise. So welcome straight from Hawaii. Cheryl, thanks for joining us today. Aloha, kakahiaka. That means good morning here in Hawaii. It's about 10, 14 a.m. Um, beautiful 80 some degrees out. Just finished my walk my dogs out mile walk with them and I was getting a little hot. So <laughs> we came back and took some shelter. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. That's not what I'm seeing right now, but that's okay. Give me a couple more months. How about that? Well, uh, we're glad you could join us today. We just wanted to uh, have a good little conversation. Uh, you know, you are um, certainly a rock star in the sport from a master's perspective, from an individual uh a female uh, competitor's perspective, and uh, just uh, share some thoughts with you. Um, interesting to learn a little bit about you. And I guess mm -hmm. I could start with saying, um, if you don't mind sharing a little bit about your background, your story, maybe what led you to CrossFit, uh, and um, how you uh, how you got started in the sport. Okay, yeah. Um, well, I was born and raised in Eugene, Oregon. Uh, my parents were farmers and um, was a wonderful way to be brought up. Um, a lot of hard work working around the farm with, I was the youngest of four siblings, four, I had three siblings, I was the youngest of four. And, um, you know, just early mornings, you know, go to, then go to school, come home, you have chores to do around the farm. My sister and I also had several horses. Um, we got into 4-H and showing horses along the way. I also did sports. I played um, soccer from a age five. Um, started basketball, I think, like in fourth grade. Um, so showed horses competitively through my early in high school. Um, and then soccer and basketball went over and kept participating in those. Um, and I went to college, played, played both soccer and basketball in college at uh, Pacific Lutheran University in Tacoma, Washington. Uh, had some great influencers there with my coaches there. Um, Colleen Hacker was um, still a big mentor for me. She's um, just a wonderful woman um, and coach of many sports. She's been to the Olympic Games as a coach in women's hockey as well as women's soccer numerous years. Um, and she's a mental, her specialty is mental skills uh, performance. So she still actually teaches at Pacific Lutheran University, but um, no longer coaches there, but she, because of her other duties elsewhere with Olympic national teams and um, she's kind of stepped involved. down from 
from that a little bit, um, but she still does a lot of consulting with professional athletes um, in all different types of sports. So. so you had you had you had um, working on the mental game almost before Be- we yeah, knew before that even- everybody <laughs> needed to work on the mental game of whatever sport. Yeah, how how important yeah. that is now to think about uh, mental coaches. Yep. Yep, for sure. I was very blessed in that way. Um, and let's see, I uh, I found CrossFit through a friend I was playing on a women's soccer team with. Um, this was Eugene. And I I had been searching for something, you know, I'd done, I'd ran a marathon, I think one in like 2000, the Portland Marathon. Um, I was doing the old 24-hour fitness, you know, trying to stay mm-hmm. in shape type thing, yep. playing women's soccer rec leagues and women's basketball rec leagues. And um, anyway, my friend Leticia uh, shared with me that sh- I should come try this out. And so I did and just fell in love with it from day one. Um, of course, I didn't know anything about competition side of it at that time. Um, this was December of 2009 when I first joined. Wow. And it was, I think, about in February or March when our Jerry, Jeremy Stecker was our affiliate owner. And he started telling us that there's a sectionals coming up, CrossFit sectionals for Oregon, Idaho. Yeah, and I was like, what's that about? And so several of us from our gym signed up and went up to Portland and competed. And I think, I don't know, I think I finished eighth or maybe 12th. I can't even remember exactly, but I remember like top 20 got to go to the regionals. So, um, yeah. And then I found myself a few months later at the regionals up in Washington and on top of the, I think I took second that year and uh, (laughs) found my way to the the games like that. I love that. Yeah. That shows the skill too. Yeah, I like so I, it seriously amped up my uh, from just attending a basic CrossFit class, you know, for one hour. I'm like, I better figure out how to heck do a ring muscle up and all this stuff. So I started. Uh, I kept doing the CrossFit classes, but just supplementing mm-hmm. uh, at that first sure. year. Um, and then I started following uh, Invictus uh, program in early 2012. Um, with CJ Martin. Sure. Yeah. Um, ironically, he's from Eugene, Oregon as well. But, mm-hmm. and we all, we both yeah. graduated from the same high school, to be honest. But um, we were five wow. years apart, or are five years apart in age. So we never were quite in school together. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he took me under his wing and um, trained me for numerous years in the individual side. And then when the Invictus Masters came up with their master's program, first I was a little unsure. I was like thinking, oh, geez, will this really keep me in shape um, or will it be a big drop off in volume and so forth? Because I was still trying to keep up with the young ones at the time. Mm-hmm. And But no, it's been a great program. I'm, you know, you guys are very familiar with the different types of master programs out there. And it's, uh, it's been, I, I have regret, you know, making, making the change over to the master's training program. What were some of those early experiences like at the games as an individual? Cause you get, you got to experience that during the OG, just the, the beginnings yeah. of that whole thing. What I was, what was some by, highlights? I missed the ranch by one, one year. year. So yeah. I saw that. that. But, um, no, it was, it was incredible. Um, I definitely have some highlights from the games as an individual. Um, there's a few for sure that stand out to me. Um, 
just because like you get to do some things that maybe you don't have never done before and you're mm-hmm. just trying to use what skills you've acquired as a CrossFit athlete and see how you can pull it off. Um, but the killer cage, mm-hmm. that be a yep. really fun workout in 2011. I think that was a Saturday night event under the lights in the tennis yep. stadium. Um, it was, uh, I think it was three rounds for time of seven front squats. The ladies had 155 for the front squats and then it was a 700 meter bike. I don't even know what type of that was. Yeah, it was some bike. It was spin- before the C2 bike. Yeah. 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 It was a thin bike of some sort. And then, um, and then you had a hundred foot traverse through the monkey the monkey bars on the killer cage. And um, I just remember the environment just being electric that night. And it was just super fun. Um, I think I, I, I got a top maybe eight placing or something in that workout. Top 10 for sure. Um, so I just remember that being a real fun event. I also I'm not a huge fan of swimming. I've never done real. I've never finished the top of my class in the swimming part. But um, the Pendleton uh, event in yeah. 2012 mm. was kind of special, you know, not very often someone gets to go do something like that. Right. And so not open, yeah. not open to anybody other than games athletes. <laughs> yeah. Once you got past the swim part, which they gave us um, fins to mm-hmm. swim with, like, and I, for me, I'm not a, a real great freestyle swimmer. I've gotten better, but I'm like, what, how, how do I brushstroke with this? <laughs> well, fins don't work real well with that, do they? No. So, uh, yeah, that was interesting. But no, once we got out and got to do the uh, bike, um, it was a lot, actually a lot of carrying the bike through some soft sand and spots. And then, then there was a finally got to the road and got to ride the bike. And then the run was interesting because you really had no idea how far it was up and over this mountain. Yeah, you changed and elevations had, a lot, didn't you? And it changed elevation. There was a lot. Of, I remember a lot of people did not wear proper shoes and they had a lot of lost toenails after that mm. event. Um, thankfully, I didn't suffer from that. But um, no, that was a really cool event. I just remember every checkpoint, they had the checkpoint with the uh, Marines out there and they, they tell you, oh, you're just, just up over around the corner. You're, you're almost there. No. <laughs> next <laughs> next incline, next rise, yep. just, uh, just around the next corner. Yep. Um, another fun one uh, highlight is um, double banger event in 2012. That was also in the tennis well, sure. stadium. During the day, um, but it was just unique. I think we had double unders with the different style um, swings on the uh, on the sledge and um, driving that iron block down the track. That was fun. Um, yeah. So those are my highlights. I can quickly recall on the individual side. Um, the master side. Um, I one that sticks out back in Carson is the axle bar finale in year 2016. Yeah. Do that in the tennis stadium. And again, just something we haven't played around with at all. Or I certainly hadn't with Axelbar. And I think the men's was 185. Uh, women's was 125 pounds. Um, so that was that was fun to be able to learn how to hang, deadlift, hang, clean it. Yeah. And at, put the it over of, at the end of the week with your grip gone, oh. I remember the failing of people just trying to clean just, and just the bar flying out of their hand. Please. Yep. Yep. And uh, we had uh, Coach Julian was out in the back in the warm up area trying to help us learn these different, <laughs> you know, strongman techniques for how to move this axle. Yeah. Did you find yourself doing the one overhand, one yeah. underhand, then switch on the clean? Oh, 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 yep. I remember that. Yeah. That. yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, another, uh, then we moved to Wisconsin. Um, I, oh, yeah. Both, both times I've gotten to do obstacle courses, I've loved it. Um, we had, of course, we had the obstacle course in Pendleton for individuals. Mm-hmm. That was super fun. Yeah. And then the obstacle course that they came up with in the, the first year, Madison was—I just loved it. 
because we froze our ass off before. We had really, really weird weather come through and it was freezing. And uh, of course, we had to wait for our heat and standing outside in the cold waiting our turn. And you couldn't really take any other stuff out there with you. You just had to like move around, jump around, try to stay warm and then try to go be real nimble and fast. I remember being there. I was I, I was there watching that. It was my yeah. first year watching the games. And really? I didn't bring I went and bought a sweatshirt, but you guys weren't allowed to take any no. gear out with you. So you're just out there in yeah. your workout gear. T-shirt That's it. Shorts. I mean, and women's workout gear is very there's not a lot there. Not, not a lot, lot of there. workout gear that you're wearing. Yeah. So <laughs> crazy. Yeah, that was um that was a fun one. So let's see. Um I in this last year, twenty twenty two, I really enjoyed the skills chipper mm-hmm. and parallel li- Elizabeth inside the uh, Coliseum there. It was it was different uh, because how many how did, of us have played around on parallel bars, to be honest with you, right. over the over the years. Yeah, um, I I'd never been on them, to be honest, except for in the little briefing. Yeah, you got one one, one traverse across, I think I remember. Yep. So. Yeah, wasn't a lot. <laughs> so yeah, those are some of my games highlights. I'd say. Well, I'll um I'll ask you because you've seen Carson and you've seen Madison and heck the old regional days or now all of our versions of online from quarterfinals to semifinals. What do you attribute that's been the biggest uh, uh, factor in helping you be so consistent over the years? Um, mm-hmm. You know, staying staying relatively injury free, but your consistency <laughs> has now spanned. Uh, quite a, quite a number of years where as a master's athlete, we just see some people come and go or, or the, uh, you know, injury, the, the body just doesn't hold up at times. Right. Well, I, I, um, I've been fortunate to, you know, be with Invictus, um, for all these years now. And I, I just really have never had a, did I mute something? I'm sorry. Um, mm, you hear me. Fine. Okay. Yeah, um, that's fine. I haven't, I've never had a reason to try another program. I've just been super happy with Invictus. They're like a second family to me. Um, so I think the programming they've laid out for me as an athlete has been sound and uh, reasonable. Um, and as I've aged, you know, I've been able to um, have my training match that mm-hmm. um, appropriately. rest recovery yeah most of my injuries have not been in training so much as it's been in competing um i had achilles rupture in 2013 regionals i had a shoulder um tear in 2019 games my other shoulder actually i did tear in 2018 but i was out playing soccer with my daughter's team um (laughs) let's see yeah, uh, I had hip surgery um, in 2021. Um, that was really not, that was from accumulation of just wear and tear on the hip. Mm-hmm. Um, not necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. Over the years. So I've, yeah. And before CrossFit, I had two knee surgeries. So I've had, I've had six major surgeries. Okay. But, you are bionic at this point. So, um, yeah, I've, I've, but remarkably so I consistent. My body, my body has yeah. been open to you know, getting injured and getting recovered and getting back, getting back to the groove, um, quite ramping, regularly. So, ramping back up. Yep. One of the, one of the things that Rick and I talked about last week, um, and we had a very masculine role, uh, or discussion because it's only two of us dudes figuring, talking about this, but we were, we were talking about the work life balance of being com- mm-hmm. consistent, competitive athletes and trying to balance that with work and family and all that. Um, What's what's your take on that? How you've done this for so many years at the highest level? How do you manage that balance? Yeah. Well, I, I guess I didn't touch about that, touch on that with my background, but um, yeah, we've 
we've been a in real estate uh, investment um, property management. So um, I guess we've in a way um, when we first started, my husband and I went to work for my parent. Um, they were our employers, and um, they were getting ready to, to build a, a retirement community in Eugene, Oregon, from the ground up. So we uh, we jumped on board with them and built this retirement community. It became a, a well known for the fifty five and older manufactured home park. Came a award winning, uh, best of the west, west of the Mississippi, and. Um, so we did that for numerous years. Um, took us eight years to build it out to completion. Um, and then we bought my parents out um, a few years after, you know, I think that was about 2010 or something like that. And then um, we we got it about 2013 is when we moved to Hawaii. And then we held on to that retirement committee for two more years. And we were getting a little... Um, I don't know, bored or just uh, stagnant in residential property management. So we decided to um, sell that community and move into more commercial. So that's what we do now. Uh, we we can work from home. Um, Perfect. We have a pro- we we have a, a broker and we have a, a property manager out of manager out of Washington that oversees the properties for us. Um, I basically nowadays I my role is basically doing bookkeeping um, and mm-hmm. communicating with the accountant and property managers and so forth. And my husband he uh, also can work from home, but he oversees most the uh, lease negotiations. Uh, right now we're in the midst of selling one of our commercial properties and we'll have to 1031 them into hopefully two or three other properties. So he's, that's a, takes a lot of his time studying all the different properties available across the U (laughs) S and you, you've, you've balanced it. You've, you've created a life that allows you a lot of the flexibility. Yeah. 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 To to work and train. Yeah. Kind of work for ourselves for the most part. Um, Yeah work with my husband allowed me to um you know be real flexible on my on my work schedule and i have time to get to the gym and then uh time to get my work done and now we're you know we're empty nesters so we have a lot more time on our hands in terms of you know no sporting events to get our kids to and practices and carpools and i miss all that for sure um, it, it goes fast, doesn't it? It goes fast. Our yeah. daughter's in college. Um, our son is in the working force um, in in Seattle area. Uh, our daughter's in Florida. So actually, uh, we were able to go and spend three months, almost three months in Florida this fall and watch her play her collegiate soccer season. So that was, that was wow, cool. very cool. That was yeah. something to take some time off and Run just, us. Uh, just uh, follow her career. Yeah. That's what you yeah. To, yeah. you know, to, to give back to the family and spend time, um, you know, seeing what your kids are doing and enjoying. Selfishly, I love doing that, too, though. I mean, it's just as much for me as it is for them. Gotcha. So nobody had to twist your arm. Oh, no. Okay. Nope. Oh. At this time of the season, you know, around the open quarterfinals, semifinals, uh, you with with having to have a lot of consistency right now. Because we're in season, I'd say. Mm-hmm. What is a typical? Let's call it a, a, a standard training day, uh, uh, or an average training day. Maybe some days you train more, some days less. Uh-huh. What does a typical day look like? Oh yeah, 
sure. Um, so I, when I wake up in the morning, I generally down some water before I grab my coffee. So um, start with hydration um, and enjoy some coffee, check in on emails and messages and so forth. Um, then I'll take the dogs for a walk. You know, we usually do a mile to two mile walk. Um, let's see. And then uh, breakfast. And then I usually always train like the noon, around the noon session. So um, anywhere from 1130 to three or yesterday was 12 to three. I think I left the gym at 320. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So just tackling what's on the program for that day. And in addition, like right now I'm hitting our basic programming coach also throws in optional programming, usually almost every day. And then I'm also adding in right now a ring muscle up accessory program. Gotcha. So yeah, my ring muscle ups have, I've had, you know, uh, pre shoulder surgeries, they were doing pretty well. And then you go through these little injuries and so forth. You go through time periods where I can't swing on the rings or, um, so I've, they've had their progression. They get their ups and downs. Um, I just still haven't got to the point as at, as a master's, uh, CrossFit athlete, even after all these years where ring muscle ups are, it's not like riding a bike. <laughs> Gotcha. I got to yeah. keep working. I well, got to keep working. A lot, a lot of these higher skill movements, you have to. You can't just put in the back of your mind and say, okay, yeah. that, that's an accomplishment. I know under pressure uh, to be tested, I can, I can do this. It does mm -hmm. take refinement and it does take touching, touching that movement regularly mm -hmm. to keep it up. I, maybe the younger I, ones are different than us, but I don't right. think. And I also find interesting, um, I trade at two different gyms and then I have stuff in my garage as well, but I go to CrossFit Kona two days a week and train with a group of guys down there. Um, and then uh, other three days a week, I'm up at CrossFit All Star up in Waimea. And they they both have kind of longer sets of straps, but CrossFit Kona's straps on their ring super long. They have like the steel cable, and then they have the rogue straps on mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. Man, so hard. Those are so tricky. I mean, I was it's representative I would, of what you'll see in usually in a competition, especially out Yeah. So I think it's good. Yeah. From a training perspective. So, but right now, I'm I'm really. Um, you know, have to work on those a lot because uh, start this, swaying. This last weekend, I was on the east side over in Hilo, and so I went to CrossFit Hilo Iron for a couple of days. And their their straps, I like, they felt so easy doing ring muscle ups on theirs because of the shorter strap. Four so, feet from the top of the uh, rig, yeah, like something six, like that. Yeah, six like feet, six something feet, like that, as opposed to like eighteen feet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you what, if if we have if we have ring muscle ups in our semifinals competition, I am going to opt for short straps. I yeah. will I will tr try to find myself to the place where there's shorter straps as opposed to long straps. Yep. When I can control it, I'll take short, you know. Yep. They're just a lot more responsive and snappier, I think. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. I'll ask, speaking of uh, semifinals coming up, what have you liked so far with regards to the programming uh, in 2023 now that we've seen um, two stages and mm -hmm. the last year and maybe a quarter has been you know under under adrian and you know we've moved past castro's programming and, and how the community has had those pain points of manure movements and all the all the uproar perhaps over that uh, judging standards mm -hmm. things like that so what what have you found that uh, you've liked i think maybe with this change because you've seen one set of program for quite a while Right competitions, and now maybe it's a little different. Fifty shuttle runs times two. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. 
had a yeah, drop. There's, um, there's been some good ones. I think uh, of recent, I, I like how Adrian has incorporated, you know, um, gradually some, some new skills some some new movements, you know, with the burpee pull up being one and then the wall facing the strict handstand push up, at least for mm. a good chunk of us, not everyone got to do those. Right. Uh, and that's, I guess that's what I'm, uh, one thing I would say, um, I would like to see maybe different in the age groupers is um, more scaling of progression from age group to age group rather than a significant drop off rather than, you know, not right. having the 35 to 54 all doing one thing in the qualify open and then the qualifiers and then the 55 plus and older, you know, just because you turn 55 doesn't mean you can't still ring, do ring muscle up or a right. wall face and strict handstand push up. You don't need a two inch deficit and a 12 foot rope climb. And, um, you know, yeah. I, yeah, I would just like, to, right. I don't see there's, there's no reason that they can't have, um, you know, broken down maybe by decades, like 35 to 44 do, this is your scales and 45 to 54, you're doing this and 55 to 64, you're doing this and that's um just just a more uh reasonable progression i i don't see any value in us 50 some year old women doing almost or identical same weight as some of the 55 plus men okay um, that's a way to look at it that's right that's right and I, I likewise i don't see um you know someone like myself 52 doing the same uh weight snatch that the 35 year olds are doing or <laughs> attempting to <laughs> right which we would stand and look at the bar a lot. Yeah, it yeah. just creates a different workout, yep. right? Um, so i i would I would like to maybe see if you know I, that's the area I think they can improve upon. Um, but yeah, I do like the fact you know throwing in you know challenging the community and in throwing some new movements here and there. And I I actually do because if you have only known it to be one way for a decade or so, right? That doesn't I don't think advances the sport as much as we would all like to see it advance. Mm -hmm. I think it's very stale. Mm -hmm. Um and and that's from a competition standpoint. Now there's everybody in the gym in your general general population that hey they're still working on double unders or you know we don't mm -hmm. need to introduce crossovers just yet if we're still working on right. getting a simple double under or a ring muscle up. There's progressions for that. Yep. But for those that are competing, let's 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 be pushed a little with mm -hmm. it. Let's put it that way. Yep. Okay, let's narrow let, let's make this more personalized. Let's say Cheryl, if you have the option <laughs> of choosing one movement you would like to not see in semifinals. Let's go with semifinals. And, and you you can control this. You you would have the say to have one movement not show up, uh and you would also have the say of a movement that you would love to show up in semifinals. We'll make that very relevant for now. What would you love to not see and what would you love to see to be tested for you particularly well one particular movement as i mentioned already is i mean there was there'd be no way that they'd say you have to do long strap 12 feet or longer strap muscles yeah, yeah. so i think i'm safe there i'll have some control over a ring muscle with my <laughs> at your strap. place yeah um let's see i would say and I, swimming we're not gonna have swimming so <laughs> i think we're safe there <laughs> Um, one thing I don't want to see, um, heavy 10 foot wall ball shots. Okay. All right. <laughs> 20, or, 20 pounds for you, 30 pounds for us. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I, 
don't care for okay i give you 20 to 9 but 20 to 10 oh that's just that's that, awful that's that was uh, semis <laughs> last year the weights were the same but we went up a foot right we went 11 and you went yes. 10 yeah and it, yep. it, it throws your rhythm off throws your timing it, mm-hmm. until you kind of got into it that was different yeah um, and I, i'll agree with you there on with a 30 pound wall ball to 11 feet oh. i am jumping off the floor on every rep i am yeah. jumping as hard as i can yeah Yep. Couldn't imagine. No thanks. <laughs> um, a movement I'd like to. Yeah, let's hear wheelhouse. Uh, handstand walks. Good um, that's we'll a, see that. Yep. I think it's time we could see that. Um, I, I love bar muscle ups. I love pull up, um, pose to bar. Um, you know, we've seen a lot of those already, but um, uh, barbell cycling um, is a good strong one for me. Um, generally, I'm, I like chipper workouts. Okay. Yeah. Um, you've I you've like, named quite I like a lot. Break. I think your competition. I like all of those too. Yeah. I was gonna say, uh oh, <laughs> these are you're, great. Chances are you're gonna see a lot of those, which is uh, which is good. Yeah, I like a good, fast, hard, strong workout too. The uh, right. just burn down the house five minutes yep. or less kind of. Yeah, yeah. Kind of like oh. a, the individuals had that five, four, three, two, one. Uh, what was that burpee box? Or it was five burpee box jump overs, and then the five. The, clean, the very heavy burpee. clean injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's just adjust course, the I, weight I, for us. It's lighter than theirs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, something like fun. Well, then, uh, because we, um, you know, we're talking to a, an audience that. Uh, of of competitors, but also of, of every, everyday CrossFitters. And I think it's important for us to ask you uh, maybe a piece of advice that you could share for those that, um, you know, the season is over, we're back mm. into the gym, um, you know, mm. Monday, you know, five days a week or four days a week with regular class, maybe some additional programming. Uh, what's mm-hmm. a piece of advice that you could share uh, for, for, for all the rest of us? Um, yeah. I think some of the key ones, um, especially as masters, is sleep. Um, at certain ages, people start having issues with that. Uh, I mean, I guess even younger maybe have issues just because their busyness in their life. But um, sleep is important. I try to get up to nine hours of sleep a night. Eight, eight to nine. <clears throat> uh, don't always succeed in that. But I'd, I'd say on average, I'm coming real close to eight to nine. Um, I would, I highly recommend that you find a mobility program. Uh, you know, go what I'm using right now is great. Um, do, do their mobility assessment test and find out what your, what your struggles are, what your weak points are and do that, um, regularly. Yeah. Consistency is key with that. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, uh, sticking to a training plan, you know, if you're trying to, trying to find, you know, ways to crack into that quarterfinals or semifinal round of athletes, find a training plan and, and, you know, give it a good solid try. Um, a lot of people, I think I've come across here and there that just jump around, you know, yep. Uh, different programming or, um, you know, they might just really don't have a plan. They're just like, oh, that program, that, that workout there looks fun today. Let's do that one. And then, then they're doing something else another day that looks fun and appealing to them. So um, the other thing is I've had many years or periods of time over the years where I've had to do a training on my own. Um, I can do it. Um, it's not my preference. I prefer to have a group or, um, you know, at least another individual to train with, um, just to keep you motivated. I, one of my things I, I despise is like on a day where I'm training and I drive up to the gym, you know, it's 
it's middle of the day and the gym's closed, you know, open gym, open gym time. And I'm the only one there. <laughs> yeah. Solo, dark, walk into a dark gym, have to turn the lights on, open the doors, get the music on. And, and so, yeah. Some people Find really um, thrive training solo. Jason, I know yeah. that you've done that for a long time. Uh, mm-hmm. And some, long some time. thrive yeah. with the group. There's always somebody that's ahead of you or you're trying to stay ahead of or pushing you. Or, mm-hmm. I mean, it just really depends on how you are as an athlete, what fits you best. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt I've to done, mix it I've up. Done a lot. I've, I've, I've done a lot, but um, I, I generally... I definitely prefer having a group of people around me. Ditto. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily need to be training with people, but having other human breathing souls around me is mm-hmm. nice. Other people suffering, you know, mm-hmm. um, they can look over and empathize with what you're currently trying to accomplish uh, and, and understand the pain. Well, Cheryl, we'll give you uh, a minute uh, before you have to answer this question. But typically mm-hmm. at the end of our show, um, Rick and I will give a tip or a pick of the week for example like you know we've we've picked a certain type of jump rope that we like historically or um compression pants we both had different brands of compression (laughs) pants on the same day ironically that we both (laughs) recommended um and you know rick has had some tips that he's he's shared or so we're gonna we'll share our our tips or our picks of the week and then that'll give you a chance to come up with one that you'd like to share you know piece of equipment or a tip at this season of life that's been uh really good for you um Rick, would you like to lead that off? Do you have yours ready? I would. Uh, It's a throwback. And when I saw that this was available now, and then we were able to talk with you, Cheryl, this is, this lined up perfectly, but uh, Reebok Reebok just brought back the Nano 2.0 and that is available on their site. Uh, Really? I I know that uh, a lot of people have liked that style uh, Mm -hmm. of Nano for a long time. And then it's, it's been hard. You might be fine pair here or there. But it is back for sale, I think, for a limited time on, on Reebok's site. I don't know a price. I have no idea. All I know is the buzz and the bright. What sticks in my mind is looking at those bright orange, I believe bright yeah. orange or salmon-colored shoes that were out there yep. on the floor. And so there, hey, here we're talking to somebody who actually wore those. And yep. we, we wore them <laughs> kicking around. But I love the 2.0, yeah. and I'm, that's my pick of the week uh, this week because cool. uh, Reebok just, just introduced them again, reintroduced them again. I didn't realize that. Thanks well, for bringing my attention yeah. if they uh, ever release that 4.0 again man i will i would spend hundreds and buy dozens a dozen pairs of the 4.0 if that ever comes up just yeah i love them i just yeah fill my closet wear one until it's just falling apart uh my pick of the week is uh is a is the fact that i've been indecisive about two bags that i've been testing out and ab- absolutely love i've been a guy that's been struggling to carry my gear for years i've had noble bags i've had reebok backpacks i i've carried two bags for for most of the time to carry all of my stuff but <laughs> mobility my grips my clothes my shoes all of that and uh, i posted out on in- instagram a, a couple of months ago i needed recommendations and the two top contenders were king kong bags and haven bags <laughs> and i reached out to both of those companies and i ordered their largest bags and I love them both. Uh, so I, I actually just put out a YouTube video on a comparison between the King Kong bag, which can truly hold everything. It is a giant bag. 
and, and it really does hold everything. But I find that I get a, a little bit lost in the bag. Like all my stuff is in there technically, mm-hmm. but it's it's the Haven bag is incredibly organized and it is there's these little slots and pockets okay. for everything. So it's very organized. I, I, I love them both. So in the show notes below, I'll have a link to both of the bags and you got to decide, do you need to carry absolutely everything, including the kitchen sink or do you need to be organized? I know, Rick, I know what you want. I see you shaking your head. I know Rick is the organization guy. I'm kind of the kitchen sink guy, but I love them both. So I, I'll recommend both of the bags because they're both so well made and better than any other bags I've ever used. Uh, I was hoping there would be a clear winner, but they're both really, really great. So that's my pick of the week. Cheryl, what do you yeah. got? Um, well, it's funny you mentioned the bags because um, yesterday I was like, getting to CrossFit Kona. I got my, my Noble gym training bag, and then I have my old Reebok Games bag for my shower. All my shower and fresh clothes are in there. So I'm just like, really? Do I need two bags? But I, and I saw, I seen the bunch of posts about the Haven bags and those look really cool. Some of my friends have got those as well, but I'm like, how many bags does a girl need? Like <laughs> two, three, I don't, at minimum. That, that Haven bag, I'll check out the King Kong one, but um, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about that Haven. That looks like a pretty slick bag, yeah. but then, when then what I do with my Noble bag and my Reebok bags, I just sit in the closet. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. Yeah. Uh, one, but Amongst the subject, um, this just came to mind is when you're packing to go to competition. Um, what I decided to do several years ago is I keep a list in my note of a packing list of everything I need rather than mm-hmm. redo it every year over and over again. I just keep that list and I, you know, modify it as needed. But, um, that's a little tip that has helped me save some times and in, in the future and you get ready for trips and competition and, um, making sure you don't forget something important. <laughs> um, it's so brilliant. It's so smart. But I also, I had a kind of a mindset thought that I wanted to share with you, um, with you guys today. And this was one that I, one of my training partners shared with the group of us last week. And I thought this was a really cool one um, as CrossFitters that we need to keep present. And it goes, I'm just going to read it here for you. Thought of the day. Navy SEALs have a saying, you may find it helpful. When something sucks, they look at each other and say, quote, full benefit. It's an instant mind shift set mindset shift hiking and it starts pouring rain driving and your car breaks down working on a project lost a draft full benefit lesson is adversity is an opportunity the message is simple every adversity is an opportunity to grow to learn to evolve to get stronger to become better these moments forge us if we let them the next time you're facing something hard welcome it work through the process learn the lessons reap the full benefit so that's our thought for the day Wow, that's great. Well, thank you for that's sharing. That's really great. And we're going to so have to remember I'm that. Yeah. I'm going to the gym today to do shuttle runs, oh. rope climbs, and shoulder to overhead. I'll be thinking full benefit. Full <laughs> benefits. 100% As full benefits. Time after time after time. On those shuttle shuttle runs. Run. That's one thing I think we won't see a lot of. Is- I think we've had those twice now. I don't think we'll see it, but nevertheless, it'll be good training today. Absolutely. But that that's a nice to share. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. 
Well, uh, we appreciate you being on the show with us today and uh, taking the time out of your uh, schedule and also navigating um, the time zone differences with yeah. us. You know, for, for us, it's the end of the day. For you, it's the beginning of the day. So yeah. uh, we hope you have a great day. And for those of you that were listening, thank you for tuning into the Masters in Motion podcast. If you found this episode helpful, we'd be grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our master's community. Until next time, get bolder, not older.